I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. He's on a mission to change the world. Success is the only option. Goals give direction. Goals will save your life. Listen to me when I tell you this. When you're tired of being tired, that's what change will occur in your life. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You are who you surround yourself with. I need you to change your environment. So instead of going to a concert, let's go to a seminar. Yes, invest in professional development. I need you to change your circle. If you're going to think, think big. Adapt to go-getter mentality. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? It's a win-win situation. Since say you don't make it to be the greatest ever, you'll just be known as one of the greats. It's about creating separation. I got your back. Ride with me. Success is the only option. What up, world? Yeah, it's your boy J Black. Every day I'm grinding the greatness. I'm a go-getter. Let's get straight to it. I'm excited. Yeah, now the guests I got in the building today got them three words coming. Not once, not twice, but three times. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, now check this out. Why do he deserve all them excited years? Well, he's a living legend. Check this out. He's the head coach of the greatest high school in the world. Firestone Falcons. And check this out. What he just achieved, man, is a goal that definitely um, deserves recognition. He just won his 300th game as a varsity head coach. And to press the rewind button, he's won a total of 12 city championships. He won seven straight. So who am I talking about? I'm going to let him say his own name, but make sure you put some respect on his name. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Coach Arlen McGill, a.k.a. Coach Gill, as everybody knows me as. Uh, Ali on Facebook as well, so. So I know him as Coach Gill. You know, I know him as Coach Gill. You know, mm-hmm. so Coach Gill, we're going to jump right into it, man. You know, yes, you, you just um, achieved something that's not normal. You know, that's not mm-hmm. um, many don't achieve this feat. Let's talk about, um, I want to start from your, what made, what attracted you to coaching? Okay, well, when I started was, uh, of course, growing up in the various neighborhoods in the city, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I... Uh, Played basketball at a lot of the community centers. So uh, when I graduated from high school, I did uh, two years in the military. Then I came back and started going to school. And what happened was uh, I met two a neighborhood people that I, I respected, which was Roger Moore and Johnny Reed. Roger Moore was running Summit Lake Community Center, told me, come on down. I started working at the community center. Okay. And, uh, of course, you know, our community centers are known for basketball. Right. So uh, he said, well, hey, I want you to help run the youth basketball program with Johnny Reed. Uh, Hooked up with Johnny Reed. Johnny Reed said, hey, I want you to coach a team. You know, I was thinking, "Ah, okay, whatever. So I started coaching. And what we had at the beginning was we used to have a youth basketball clinic. So all the kids would come down, and for the first month, we would just teach them skills and drills. Then we split them up uh, up amongst teams. Right. So I'm, I'm doing pretty well as a youth basketball coach. And what happened was Stacey Harrison, okay. who is probably one of the best girls basketball players that Akron has ever seen, uh, was also working with me at the community center and said, hey, you know, you ever thought about coaching 
girls basketball in high school. I was like, ah. so she introduced me to uh, the head coach at Central Howard, uh, and he said, hey, why don't you come over and just uh, help me coach uh, the girls? So I coached at Central maybe for about two or three years, then I coached that. Then I left there and went to Bookdale and coached with Coach Tatum, Rodney Tatum, for a couple years. And then the opportunity for me to be a head coach at Firestone came about. Uh, I could have stayed at Bookdale and probably eventually became the girls basketball coach at Bookdale, but Firestone gave me an opportunity where I can, you know, really do what I wanted to do. So I took that position, of course, in 2000 and 2001, your senior year. Right, right. And uh, and the rest is history after that. So let's talk about So let me ask you this, because you coach both between boys and girls. Is it a mm-hmm. different type of mental approach for us coaching? Oh, most definitely. Okay. Uh, uh, with the with the boys, uh, you know, coaching them probably just as long as I coach the girls. Uh, the boys game, just in general, from boys, period, they automatically think they can play basketball. Right. So, you know, breaking their games back down and building them back up to where you really want them to be is difficult at times. Right. Uh, girls basketball is a little bit different. It's more of an open slate, uh, you know, because everything is fundamentals. Right. So they're not jumping above the rim. They're not dunking. They're not touching the top of the backboard and none of those things. So, you know, coaching girls basketball, you had to be, you know, you had to teach more from a fundamental side. Uh, you did have some girls that were pretty athletic, but not as athletic as boys. So that that was the difference. The mentality, uh, kind of the same, because you're coaching inner city kids, and inner city kids have a variety of problems and situations that they deal with. So not only are you coaching the kid, but you're coaching the lifestyle as well, which is something that coaches don't want to deal with. But when you coach inner city kids, you'll have no choice. And I want to highlight that part right there because a lot of people, I know that's the, um, with you having so much experience in choosing this profession, well, I think it chose you mm-hmm. from, from here when I'm story. Yep. How much of that part did uh, affect you personally and make, force you to grow? Just having to deal with that part as far as the mental and the inner city kids, as far as everything that comes with the game. Uh, big time because you, believe it or not, when you are a, a coach in that field, well, in that atmosphere, which you know, if you look at it from a high school standpoint, your bigger sports are, are football, of course, which is the biggest high school sport, period. Right. Then you got boys basketball, then girls basketball comes right behind that. You're dealing with a lot of people. So you're you're role modeling a lot of different things. You're helping people are looking at you as a person that can help them. Right. No matter what the situation or circumstances is, you're working with their children. You're working with kids. You're helping. So people look at me from a different standpoint than they would most. Uh, they looking at this is a person that can help me. So I get all kind of people, no matter if, if if it's involved in basketball or not, asking me for help. Where do I go? What do I do? Because, you know, I'm responsible for not only kids sometimes, but I'm also responsible for their parents as well. Because how, it's a whole package deal. It's a whole package it. deal. Now, mm-hmm. Let's talk about you building a trust for us with the parents to allow mm-hmm. you to do what you do. I know they try to interfere. You know, every parent thinks they're to become the coach and try mm-hmm. to say, well, you know what, I want you to go out here and do this or this, and that probably goes against your game plan. Right. So how do you keep that, you know, as far as the players in line? Well, a lot of times it it, 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 not, it comes from uh, just being from the same place where they're from, right. just getting the respect of the parent. Uh, you know, at first when I started coaching, of course, they might have known me from playing. Uh, and from the community. Uh, so at that point, you get some respect that way to kind of deal with the parent. 
Right. And then over the years, because I've been successful, I've been able to communicate with the parent the goal. And the goal is to, you know, use this vehicle, which is basketball, to teach their kids a, a variety of life lessons. And maybe they could take that vehicle and drive it all the way to get them a degree and maybe even some other opportunities with playing the sport. So I've been able to deal. Now, I've dealt with a lot of parents that, you know, want to tell their kids what to do. And I've been pretty good because, you know, me being from the community, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk to a parent and let them know what it really needs to be done. Right. So it's a little bit different for me because I'm not coming from the teacher's perspective. Right. Usually teachers are coaches. So parents hollering and screaming from the stands and, 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 and being disrespectful, I have at times then turned around and told parents to shut up because this is not about you. It's about the kid. Right. Now, if you want to talk about some problems and concerns, we can do that at another time. Uh, so I've just about seen it all. I mean, if I won 300 games, you can only imagine how many games I actually coached in. Right. So, you know, I've dealt with just about any situation, any kind of parent, and, you know, I got, you know, opportunities to where I know how to just deal with just about anybody. And let me ask you this, because I want to know, what's some of the principles you talked about? Because it's basketball, but it's really it's life. You become actually a life coach. Let's talk about some of the principles you're instilling in your players. And I want it's a two-sided question. Do you think those principles carry, carry to the parents? I think it does somewhat because uh, they see – well, I'll answer the second part first. The, the – a lot of parents see the kids growing on the discipline side. Right. Because the first thing in order to be able to be a successful athlete is to have discipline. Right. Basketball not only teaches you discipline, but it also teaches you self-discipline. Right. Which a lot of the parents don't, you know, because if I'm spending more time with your kid than you are, you know, you got to respect the fact that I'm teaching your kid the best life lessons that they need to learn. Because a part of basketball is going to take you to where you want to go from the standpoint of what it teaches. It teaches you uh, self-discipline because you're dealing with so many different things. And in, in, in a basketball game, of course, you know that as well, being an athlete yourself. Right. Sports teaches you the ups, the downs, the wins, the losses, you know, being hurt, not feeling well, got to go out there and work hard. Uh, uh, the chips is against you. How do I, how do I succeed? You know, this, the sport teaches you all of that. And, you know, I try to use that vehicle to instill in the kids that this can take you far, you know, just as far as education can take you. Because that's the key, too. We can be as smart as we can be, but have no no act, practical sense of what to do with the education once we get it. Right. Basketball gives you that extra edge on being able to take that education and do something with it. Because it's a competition out here in life now. That's right. So basketball teaches you that part of it that, you know, not only am I going to get out here and learn, but I got to take, you know, I'm going to have to compete to get employment. I'm going to have to compete to be able to be this business owner. I'm going to have to do all these different things that uh, the sport has taught me at a young age, and I didn't even realize he was teaching me that until I became older. And he dropped some more so many jewels right there, and it's a perfect time for me to break down Go Getter. But one thing I think. Uh, parents or people try to shy away from is life is competitive. Like when y'all hear that, when I released the audio of this, I said, the goal get a mindset, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? Right. You know, it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll just be one of the greats. But definitely as a black man in America, you got to be great. We can't be good. Mm -mm. We got to be great. Right. You know, so 
when you got that type of mindset, you're going to work harder. You know, when I break down goal getter, a goal getter grinds to greatness every day, aims to be the best version of themselves every day, yeah. understands that adversity is a part of the journey to success. So we embrace it. We never give up. Success never. is the only option. So if success is the only option, I'm going to live my life a certain type of way every single day. So I think that's, you said so much with that, man. I think people need to understand that and have more respect for the coaches because I think not so much with you. I think something that's different with your situation too because you weren't from a teacher, you being a community, you can have, it's a different type of edge and you're more, it's a little more freedom right. as far as on you. On you. Mm -hmm. But I think that definitely you need to definitely um, respect these coaches because it's definitely it's a tough job. And they're not just a coach. They become a, a father, you know, life coach, therapist, you know, so it's a lot of stuff that come with it. And with your mm -hmm. achievements, man, I want to say I want to go back to the, the seven in a row, you know, so you won you won the championship your first year as a head coach. Yes. So that group, that group, what did you what was the one thing you feel that you instilled with them that really got them to believe in your philosophy or what you was doing? Well, first of first off, in any sport, you gotta have, make sure that the kids believe in themselves. Mm. That's the number one goal. When when you when you teach the kids that they can do, like you said, anything, right? You know, success is the only option. That's the key. Success is the only option. So when you teach kids that, you know, if you put in the work, you'll get the success you're looking for. That's and right. a lot of times we don't instill that I, I i watch and i see so many different people from from people that used to play the game or people that from social media standpoint do not understand that you know you got to get the kid to believe in the adult so that's the same way as at home parents as we had parents we got to get our kids to believe in us no matter even if we got to be hard or not as hard on the kid we got to get them to believe in us so they can succeed and even though you know, that first year, I was a, probably a little bit tougher on the kids than they have ever seen. They didn't know nothing about being tough. But right. but sometimes you have to be tough to win. That's life. right. So you got to take the good with the bad. Sometimes you got to go all the way back to the beginning to come all the way back to succeed. Right. And that very first year, I think, and this is this is the true story, I lost my first five games. Ooh, wee. Okay. I was 0-5. Okay. Because they just didn't want to believe. Right. We kept pushing, we kept pushing, we kept pushing. Then finally, the light turned on. And they said, okay, we won the first game. Then we won the second game. We won the third game. I don't even think we lost the rest of the season. Mm. I think we went 15 and 5 my first year. We won 15 straight games. Ooh, because really? they finally believed in the fact that what I was teaching was the best way to get it done. Of course, the buy-in also has to come from the parents. Right. Because with girls, basketball is different than boys. Parents are more involved. Okay. So I'm dealing with at a time at Firestone where it's still 55-45. Uh, you was there. Right. So, you know, now I'm dealing with a different mindset of clientele of parents who are not used to the coaching that I grew up at in and the coaching that I brought to the table, right. which is being harder on their kids than they are. Right. So, you know, uh, out of that group of girls uh, that first year, uh, one of them is a radio host up in the Toledo area. One of them is a doctor. One of them is FBI agent. So you can just imagine. And when I talk to those girls, they come back and say, if I wasn't tough on them back then, 
they don't think they would ever be successful in life, period. So that was just one year. Right. So did I did I win on the court? Yeah, sure. But do we also want to win in life where those girls take those life lessons and, and succeed? That's also what we coaching. And I think sometimes we lose the factor in today's coaching that you you're, you're coaching more than just back, just the sport. Right. The ultimate goal is to really make a, huge, a final impact on their life. Right. Make sure right. They become and, successful. And, and, and I know everybody wants to do wins and losses. Right. And and that's cool too. Right. But you know, because I, I I would just use an example of a, 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 a guy. His daughter was on my team, and he had said, "Well, you ain't won no state championship." So I asked him a question. Said, "What would you rather have? Your daughter get a full ride scholarship where her school is one hundred percent paid for for four years, or a state championship? Which one right. would you want?" He right. couldn't answer the question. He couldn't answer the question? He couldn't answer the question. Oh, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer for anybody. That's a no-brainer. If you get your, your, your child's education paid for right. for free, this is where our focus has been lost. Right. We got to get back to molding the kid to get ready to be successful in the rest of their life, whether we win in the sport or not. And right. I think because I've been able to win in the sport, it's because I took that model of we need to get this kid ready for the rest of their lives, right. not just on the court or on the field, but off the court and off the field. So by me instilling that part and, and showing the kids that somebody cares for you other than, you know, because you come to school, who do, who do you know, if you're having a problem, who do you go to? Who cares, really? You know, you get an F, you just get an F, you know. So these things we're, we tried to promote back then kind of helped me uh, with the kids that I was dealing with that first year, and they believed in that process, and that process I continued throughout my coaching career, just keeping it that way. Okay, and I want to uh, ask you this, you know, before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Coaching through the pandemic, you know, I want to talk about the Ooh, part. that's yeah. a good one. Coaching through the pandemic. That's something that, uh, this, is, this is a video that definitely parents need to see about the pandemic coaching. Uh, so, of course, uh, right at the end of the season, uh, of course, COVID-19 came into play. Our season was basically over. The girls' side was. The boys were really getting into the state tournament, so that was done. We really didn't be, wasn't able to really do basketball, really, until November. Okay. Uh, we were allowed in, then we got canceled. We were allowed out. Now, one of the good things about Akron Public Schools that I don't think a lot of parents know about is that we're getting tested for COVID. Okay. On a regular basis. Okay. So, Acro Public Schools took a proactive approach and said, okay, if we're going to allow these athletes to participate. We at least got to protect the other athletes. So, we're going to do COVID testing. So, right now, we test before every game. Hmm. So, probably the last two weeks, I probably have taken six COVID tests. Wow. They come right to the school. They test all the athletes. Okay. So even if an athlete becomes, it it stops the spread of COVID. Right. Okay. And because if one person gets tested, we shut down the whole team, which makes sense. Makes sense. You know, is it hard to coach in that type of atmosphere? Yes. But the parents feel relieved because there's something being done, even though my, my son or daughter is participating. Right. That wasn't promoted. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. There's a ton of kids that are not playing because... Parents didn't want their kids to catch COVID. Right. But now that Akron Public Schools had, was, had, came with a proactive approach of, we're going to test the kids. Now it, it makes it safe. Now even kids are even practicing keeping themselves from uh, 
catching COVID by, because we're teaching them at, at school, hand sanitizer, wash your hands, wear a mask. We're teaching them that. Right. So even though they might hear it from the news or parents might say someone, they come into a basketball practice where, I, where we start practice off with, with washing our hands, <laughs> hand sanitizer, mask. Then when we get ready to get on the court, each, each time we sanitize balls, we're sanitizing chairs. This is things that we're teaching the kids how to do. So now kids come to practice, they got their own stuff. They got hand sanitizers in their bag. Mm. They got their own water bottles. And what you're doing actually is teaching responsibility. Right. It's going to carry on in different areas of their life. Right. Right. So these are the things that are being taught. You Uh know, I've seen some parents complaining about the kids getting tested for COVID. Who wouldn't want to be tested right about now? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. For free. Right. I mean, yeah, six... Saturdays, Tuesdays are the days we're getting tested. So, and they know in 10 minutes. Okay. So, it ain't like we go into practice, we're done, we got to wait two or three days. No, we know the same day. Okay, okay. So, that gives us some relief. Now, all of the other stuff that's added to that, we feel like, we don't feel like it's a burden. Because the kids really want to participate. This some and one of the things that we don't understand as 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 black minority folks is that mental health is is critical in our community. Very. So teaching our kids how to deal with different situations in life without somebody standing over them is so critical. Mm-hmm. So this COVID has also taught these kids that that you know you got to self persevere. You got to teach your own self how to deal with how do I protect myself. So I don't get it. And now I'm coming into an atmosphere where there's other people. So now I got to learn how to do that without my mom or dad standing yeah, over I'm making them so always mine. just imagine four or five years from now, they, they take this mindset in life, how far they're going to go. Because, you know, eventually, hopefully, you know, we will get past this. Right. And now the situation that has been instilled in your child from just having to deal with this on a level where... They had to protect themselves from, from from this virus and be responsible. How much more responsible is that child going to be later on in life? Yep, and it's heightened their awareness. On a lot of other things than just the virus. Yeah, just so, imagine. Yep, with everything. With we level. talked about it in practice the other day. Just think about if we was doing this, how many of you would have got, got the flu? Caught the common cold. If we just practiced this... Period. Now, I know when I was a kid, we was always taught to wash our hands. That kind of went out the window. Yeah, after a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. so now we're back to teaching our kids the same things that that our parents taught us is that, you know, you wash your hands before you eat. Wash your hands when you come out the bathroom. You wash your hands. We always was told wash your hands. And it was always soap and all the sinks that had water. So we're going back to a a situation where it was always taught because you don't want to catch no cold. You don't want to catch no flu. You you know, so now is it... COVID has enheightened that, but it's also taught, teaching our kids individual responsibility. So, you know, like when I come to practice in the morning, we have a check-in. Got, you got sore throat? No. You got a headache? No. You, did you been sneezing? No. Runny nose? No. I check all of this off every day. Hmm. So they know when they come in, so they know if they got any of those symptoms, don't even come to practice. Right. So it's teaching them responsibility where they don't need their parents to do it for them. Mm-hmm. 
Making themselves sufficient. So that's what our goal is in life is to, yeah, we want to win. I want to win. I want to win championships, but I also want to teach the kids how to be successful and win in life. So it's just a combination of both. So, yeah, we're dealing with COVID. Uh, We only played four games so far. By this time, we usually didn't play 10 or 12. Okay. But because of of what we're doing, you know, just being – overprotective, which is nothing wrong with, right. and taking these tests and playing teams that are in the same boat as us, right. COVID-free, right. and and just participating in the sport. That's just something that we want to do. It And the kids are showing up to practice. Now, I don't have a JV and a freshman team, so, you know, really we only have the kids that really want to be there. Okay. So, But I'm, I'm certain if we would have promoted this sooner right. that we were doing it this way. And our our plan to protect the athletes, I believe a lot more kids would have participated. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I hope y'all listening, man. He definitely dropped some jewels as far as this this life and what's going on right now. As far as I wanted to highlight that because coaching in the pandemic, because definitely everything has been affected by COVID, and um, for him to still show up, you know, because you even putting your life in jeopardy, just deciding to still show up and go. A lot of people just like, man, putting a pause on things, don't want to be participating. A lot of stuff. Just people I'm talking to, and. I want to know, far as um, lastly, the principles that you live by. Mm-hmm. That's the last, my last question for you. The principles that you live by. Principles that I live by is is one is just uh, looking out for you for anybody that you can look out for because God blesses you for that. Mm-hmm. So you know, even though you're supposed to take care of your own and your own home, you're also supposed to look out for others, especially if you've been able if you've been blessed to do that. Uh, and I've learned that you know that blessings come when you give. Not definitely believe that. Definitely believe that. So you know that's probably why I get, I help a lot of people, including the kids that I've worked with. A lot of you guys that uh, you know are, are Jay Black's friends. I probably had some types of dealing with you some kind of way. You know, we always try to look out for each other, and I think that's a breakdown in our community as a whole. Is that we got to go back to that. We got to go back to helping each other out, no matter what the circumstances is. Uh, so I live by that code. Uh, and I just, you know, and I think that because of that, I've been blessed. Right. And that's just a simple code because there's so many things that are intertwined within that. But, you know, raising my kids, you know, and then being involved in the community and raising other folks' kids, it's a difficult thing to do. Right. Because, you know, you don't want to neglect your own kids from the fact that because you were doing work with everybody else's kid, which I fell into that. Sometimes because I'm working with so many kids. Right. But at the end of the day, God has been able to bless me to be able to give back to the to the community and give back to my own family as well. Right. So, of course, you know, I'll give you an example of just me giving to the community or giving back to the community. I got a call from uh, LeBron's people, and they were like, hey, Gil, we got a, a delivery coming to you down at Summit Lake. Uh just want to let you know. Okay. I, I'm just thinking maybe they're sending me some shoes because they always have in the past. So I, they pull a semi-truck up to Summit Lake, and they drop me off 200 pair of LeBrons. Mm. Blessings. T-shirts, socks, shorts, and he told me to give it to the community. Mm. That's God. And they yeah. called you. And yeah, and so me giving back. To maybe him even because I coached him when he first started playing, and now he blessed me to bless others. Right. These are the things that opens the door for so many other things that I think in our community we have forgotten. So just living by that one code has has helped me grow as a person. 
because, you know, giving is, is receiving. Definitely is. So this is Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. If you notice, this was a different type of day for me. You know, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So sometimes you to listen and he was dropping so many jewels. And I want you to fully understand this man with so many wisdom that's been so impactful on this community, a true life changer. So I definitely want you to share this video, press the rewind button, because I'm telling you right now, he was really speaking, speaking, and things that need to be said and heard and things you should apply to your life, everyday life. You know, you don't have to wait for a new year, new year, new, new you. You can start today. You can start two minutes from now. Make some changes with your life and live your best life. But the thing that he said, which is very, very important, you know, discipline, discipline, and the adjustments, the adjustments. I think that tough love, you know, was very, very important. And when he came in with that tough love, that led to seven straight championships, 12 total in all. And he said the energy you come out, it comes back to you. You know, that mm-hmm. that is, they called him. That's because he constantly put in work. He didn't ask for it, but he, he coached the kid. He didn't know who LeBron was going to be when he got older, Mm-mm. but he just put that effort because he was passionate about what he did. You know, he shared what he had. That's nothing. People say, well, if I had this, had that, share what you got. You know, he shared what he got. He wasn't rich. He just did. He shared what mm-hmm. he had. It impacted a young kid's life who ended up growing up and considered to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And he said, you know what? I want to bless the community. Here's 200 shoes. And that impacts even more lives. So I'm saying is that your your style, your life is way bigger than you. I need mm-hmm. you to get active, share, do something, serve somebody. Because I'm telling you right now, it makes a big difference. And it's going to take the community. I say this all the time. It takes the community to change the community. So I hope you enjoyed the Go Get It podcast with Jay Black. Speaking of community, my mentor program, Go Get It Academy. Make sure you support us. You know, I got the young kings, young queens, ages 9 to 16. You know, we focus on mental health, you know, goal setting, leadership development, entrepreneurship, community service. Um, we had a great week. Actually, after this, you know, I got a few of my young kings outside right now. Um, they're bringing me out of retirement, Coach Gill. You know, they, they bring you out of retirement. bringing me out of retirement. They've been talking mess. Now, I done beat all of them pretty bad. But now, <laughs> this one's saying he can shoot better than me. So, we got, we got a shooting contest we're about to do. So, mm-hmm. the thing is, Right, if I win, we're going to Patterson Park. They got to do 200 yard bear cross and continue up the hill. That's about 150 yards. But if I lose, I got to do it. Now, that's a shooting contest. We got a kid that says that I ain't played nobody because I beat all them. So I'm playing him one on one. If I win, they got to do 500 jumping jacks. If I lose, I got to do 700. So I'm telling you right now, it's about to get real after this podcast. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you right now, success is the only option. Your boy Jay Black, go get her. Now, yes, they lucky. I ain't got the handles like I had back in the day, <laughs> but I still got the shot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm definitely going to win. You know, but I hope you all enjoyed this, man. Definitely support the movement. Grab some Go Getter products. My new book, Goals Give Direction. Um, goal Setting with Strong Faith to Activate Your Superpower. It's available on my website. Make sure you grab that. Um, I'm big on goals, so I share actually a goal writing process, a daily goal writing process that's very, very impactful. It's one thing to say you got goals. When you write it down, it becomes real. Also got the Motivational Speaking album, same title, Goals Give Direction on all digital platforms. So definitely get with me and grab you some goal get a gear. That's right. Success is the only option. I got the shirts, hoodies, and a ton of other things. I even got a goal get a pillow. Because when you sleep, I want you thinking about your goals. So go to the website, jblackinspires.com. Once again, I want to say much respect. I salute you, man. You definitely are a living legend, life changer. Keep up the great work. Thanks, bro. And Firestone is in the building. The Falcons, the Falcons in the building. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember, only person that can stop you is you. Yes.
It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and connected. www.jblackinspires.com.